29th chapter of the book of Proverbs this morning. <clears throat> we, we had a big day yesterday. Our grandson, his wife, come, brought the twins. <laughs> little boy, little girl. And it didn't matter what one of them got, the other one wanted it. They were opening all the doors and uh, pulling the cabinet drawers open, and they were everywhere, man. No wonder the Lord wanted us to have children when we was young. Boy, if you had to keep up with them. A little while we wasn't with them, but about three and a half, four hours, and that's enough for a whole week. <laughs> and busy, busy. Uh, three or four days ago, about two o'clock in the morning, which is my nature to wake up, A scripture came to me, just one verse, and I, it wouldn't let me alone. So we go in there this morning, 29th chapter, book of Proverbs, verse 18. <clears throat> he said, where there's no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I've thought on this verse before, never pursued it too far. It's, it's just so simple. <laughs> if there isn't any vision, the people perish. Uh, the morning I also thought in my mind of uh, two brother-in-laws. I thought of uh, uh, one of them was uh, intellect. He read everything that he come across. Was a speed reader. Uh, if he come to our house to visit, he'd lay down on the floor and put his head up against the wall and get some book. It didn't matter what it was. It could be religious or it could be anything. Just something to read. And then surprisingly enough, whatever he read, he would take hold of it and know it from now on. 99% <clears throat> of what he read, he, he could hold on to it. I, I wish I just had just a little bit of that. But, but anyway, he uh, lived to a pretty elderly age and suddenly had a stroke and died and all of that to no avail. He uh, claimed to be an atheist and he wouldn't argue with, it, with you over it, but he was stern in his belief and all of that for nothing. And so it isn't a matter of wisdom that gives a man vision. 
it's everything but that. I'm convinced the wiser a man gets in the things of this world, the less apt he is to seek God. Now, I know it's a fact. He must be brought down. He must be humbled. And a man with all that kind of uh, knowledge, it's hard to humble him. He walk up to anywhere and, and join in a conversation. He knew more about plumbing than I did, and I was a plumber. I'm talking about what he had read about it, you know, and every other thing. But then I had the other brother-in-law. Uh, good man, but he lost his vision. He got on alcohol, and he drank a little more and a little more and a little more, and that was his vision, just the next drink of alcohol. Uh, my sister got him committed to the Veterans Administration, and I carried him out to the Veterans Home there in Houston and he begged me all the way there to stop and let him get one more drink all the way there and he hurt me in that I had to do that for him I thought but it didn't last too much longer either but but his vision was that. It was that narrow that all he could see was, JT, would you stop at the next place? I don't care what it is. I need something to drink. And then the veterans would get out there and they said, well, we can't just take him off of it. He's going to have to have a little bit of alcohol. It'll kill him. So we're going to doctor him with a little alcohol and their spirits lifted up. So that's how narrow, that's how narrow our vision can get. And we're warned about it over and over in the Scripture. There's much more judgment in the Scripture than anything else. Almost every other word in it is something toward judgment. So we need to judge ourselves always. In the book of Acts, the 13th chapter, In verse 38, I guess. said, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that though this man has preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things, when, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses, beware, therefore. Be careful. Lest that come upon you which is spoken of 
in the prophets. Behold, ye despisers and wonder and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe. Though a man declare it unto you, <clears throat> he's going to turn to the Gentile. The Jews didn't think that was that possible at all. They thought they were it. They began their vision began to be that of such that they were the only people. The only people had any knowledge or wisdom or anything. Everybody else was an outcast. And certainly in some sense they were because the oracles were delivered to the Israelite people alone. Only them. So they considered themselves much better than others and judged not themselves by the law that the Lord had laid down. Beware therefore. Verse 42 and said, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Well, we see who was seeking after the knowledge of God. Of a, they had a different vision. Their vision was quite dim. And they were seeking to know the Lord. So they wanted Him preached to them. In the book of Hosea, <clears throat> The fourth chapter. Verse six. We we could read we could read a whole bunch here, but we go there. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So it will be passed down from generation to generation. Why? Because the people had lost their vision. That's what was prophesied. And that's what's prophesied for us today. All these things happen unto them for our admonition that we might learn to walk in a different path than they had walked. In verse 7, he said, As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. And they set their heart on their iniquity. Doesn't that sound a little like today to you? That's the way they are. Generally speaking, that's the way men are. 
a looking unto their own iniquity. And there shall be like people, like priests, and I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doing. For they shall eat not enough, never get full, never have enough of this world. They shall commit whoredom, and they shall not increase, because they have left over to take heed to the Lord. Whoredom and wise men, a wise I'll get my tongue straight here. Whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. My people ask counsel at their stocks, and their staff declareth unto them, for the spirit of whoredoms has caused them to err, and they have gone a whoring from under their God. They sacrifice upon the top of the mountains. And, un and burn incense upon the hills, under oaks and poplars and elms, and because the shadow thereof is good. Therefore your daughters shall commit whoredom, and your spouse shall commit adultery. And I will not punish your daughters when they commit whoredom, nor your spouses when they commit adultery for themselves are separated with whores and they sacrifice with harlots. Therefore the people that doth not understand shall fall. Kind gendereth kind. The more sinful men get, the more it comes. It's multiplied. It keeps on increasing. Uh, there's kind of a reference here to Jeroboam, how the people were doing in his day, and he, he was partly the cause of it. He built two calves. And he put them in two different locations where it'd be easy for the people to go and do what they call worship. That's kind of what we've come to today. If it's a really good, pretty, pleasant place, some might go. That's what he's talking about up in the mountains, under the shade trees, in all the pleasant places. Yeah, they might go. But they don't put up to coming way down here to Cheetah, out of the way place. To hear the gospel. That's not what they're interested in. They don't have any vision for it. They don't have any knowledge of it. And they don't want it. It's what my old brother-in-law that had so much knowledge, he said he had studied all them years, get all that knowledge, and then he found out nobody wanted it. <laughs> he was a school teacher. Uh, had several degrees and he was increased in knowledge but 
There again, no vision. Lost a vision. If you don't see, if you don't see the glory of the Lord, you've missed it. It's all about His glory. It's all about who He is. That's where we need to look. Uh, Isaiah said he saw Him high and lifted up in His train filled the heavens. So we need to see Him as that. Isaiah, the fifth chapter. I guess uh, eleven. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning. Now you can do that. It's easy. And that they may follow strong drink and continue until night till wine inflames them. And the harp and the viol and the tabret and the pipe and the wine are in their feast. But they regard not the work of the Lord. Neither consider the operations of his hands. Well, that's the first thing they try to knock down. They tell you, uh, he's not that sovereign. If there be one, he's not that sovereign. We look at it another way. Our vision is that he does, does whatsoever he will it. And he's always right. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity. People think today, even in our land, they call it the land of freedom, they think they're free. But they're captive to this very thing. Their freedom is not what they think it is. They're free to do every evil thing there is simply because of all the freedom that they think they have. They're gone into captivity because they have no knowledge, or we could say vision. And their honorable men are famished, and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude their pomp and he that rejoices shall decrease uh, de descend into it and the mean man shall be brought down and the naughty man shall be humbled and the, law, the eye of the lofty shall be humble. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment. And God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. That's our hope. That all these things will not stay the hand of the Lord. That he'll operate in great power among his people. So we look. 
unto them that have vision that teach us the right way. Oh, that we could visualize the glory of the Lord in its entirety. But you know, we human beings, we, we couldn't stand it. If we, could, if we could vision it, we couldn't stand it. The glory of the Lord would strike us all down. What glory, what glory. Then he goes on in the 17th verse. He said, Then shall lambs feed after their manner, and the waste places of the fat ones shall eat a stranger's eat. Woe to them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity. So we have much more now we could read. It's all about the woe of not having the vision or the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we see throughout the scriptures, woe, 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 over and over and over. Woe, woe, woe. Turn, turn ye to the Lord, the glorious Lord. In the book of Ezekiel then, the seventh chapter verse 23 We could go back further with it. We'll start here. <clears throat> Make a chain, for the land is full of bloody crimes. We need, we need to chain it up. It's gotten out of hand. It is our day. It's out of hand. People, people are just at one another. Uh, you walk through the grocery store and you look at people. They won't look at you. They, they're just. That's, that's how opposed one people are one to another. No brotherly love left. No vision of what it could be. If we'd have the year of Jubilee and all things be made right again. No vision. And they're afraid. They're worried. What do you think their worry is? They don't know the Lord. They don't have any vision of what things could be like. They're always looking unto themselves or someone that has the same vision. Be yoked up with them. Make a chain. <clears throat> And the city is full of violence. Wherefore I will bring the worst of the heathen, and they shall possess their houses. 
and I will also make the pomp of the strong to cease. We've heard this twice now, the pomp of the pride. It, isn't that the way it is? Big fine houses, pride lifted up in pride with no vision except their self. If I can just get to retirement, if I can get enough money laid up where I don't have to do anything, be in opposition to the Lord. Work. Work that you might enter into rest, but no, we're not going to do that. We need to get to that point where this vision, we got to be complete and we won't have to do nothing but rest in ourselves. The pomp of the strong to cease and their holy places shall be defiled. Destruction cometh. And they shall seek peace. We, we hear that more than anything else today. Peace, peace, peace. Where there is no peace. That's what I'm talking about. Even in the supermarket, you walk and a man won't look at you. He's afraid of you. No peace. And there shall be none. <clears throat> no peace. Mischief shall come upon mischief. Kind, genderous, kind. And rumor shall be upon rumor. Most of what is being preached today is rumors. Just rumors. Then shall they seek a vision of the prophet. But the law shall perish from the priest. Not going to have it anymore. It's going to take it away. All this good stuff we could be learning at the hand of the priest. Mm -mm. And counsel from the ancients. We don't want to hear what you old folks got to say. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Believe me, it is. Young folks are wrapped up in herself today mostly. They, they, they have advantage because they got all this electronic stuff. They can look it up right quick. Make a good argument. But experience is the best teacher. That's what we do when we come here, experience what it might be like when the Lord has his full work. The king shall mourn, and the prince shall be clothed with dissolution, and the hands of the people of the land shall be troubled. And I will do unto them after their way, and according to their deserts will I judge them, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So it's all works to the good of his people and to the glory of Lord. Whatever he does is right. Always right. In the book of the Psalms,
the 74th chapter. is, I think, a prayer for us today that the day that we live in especially. He said, O God, why hast thou cast us off forever? Sometimes it seems that way. Why doth thine anger smoke against us the sheep of thy pasture remember thy congregation which thou hast purchased of old the rod of thine inheritance which thou hast redeemed this Mount Zion wherein thou hast dwelt Sounds pretty good right here. The Lord has called people. Uh, Brother Bruce and I was talking earlier about Zion. Uh, the Israelite people think they own it. <laughs> they don't own anything. The Lord took it from them because they wouldn't obey they wouldn't they had they lost their vision it went the wrong way kept worshiping the calves the golden calves mount zion they talk call it the holy land over there now <laughs> it's the most unholy land in this world the whole world has been at turmoil about that one little old area. I'm sure they're going to play some part in the very end of things. I think they'll play some part, but I don't know what part that's going to be. Because the Lord has cast them off because of their disobedience. No vision. They've completely lost sight of the Lord. Mount Zion, but people don't understand that that Mount Zion over there, that old hill, is not what the Lord considers Mount Zion. Mount Zion is right here in this church. That is Mount Zion. We'll go up into the mount to worship. We don't complain and mumble and grumble about it come to worship the Lord, gather up. It's no big burden if you love the Lord. Mount this Zion wherein thou hast, hast dwelled. That's the important little word, hast. He's not in that one anymore. He's in the Mount Zion, the spiritual one. He said, lift up thy feet under the uh, perpetual desolations. That's what it is. K 
kind, genders kind, sin just genders more sin. Even all that the enemy hath done wickedly in the sanctuary, thine enemies roar in the midst of thy congregations. They set up their incense for signs. A man was famous according as he lifted up his axes up on the thick trees. He was a mighty man. It cut it down. But now they break down the carved work. Take the same axe and go in and cut it all up. You know what they're trying to cut up? Is the glory of the Lord or anything that signifies His glory. All the carvings in the temple they cut the trees down, then they carved them out, and they made everything that was would indicate the glory of the Lord. All the carvings up on the walls, and all sealed with these great trees, and they cut them all down. They done it through disobedience. In marched the Chaldeans and tore it all down. Run it. All that wonderful work that had been put into it. That carved work there off at once with the axes and hammers. They've cast fire into the sanctuary. They have defiled by casting down the dwelling place of thy name to the ground. He's not who he says he is. That's what they're saying. Don't you believe that? Lord is every bit of what he says he is, and he's more too. He is going to have the preeminence. Whether they give it to him or not, it's not up to you to decide what you're going to do or what God is going to do. It's all of Him. He's going to have the preeminence. Casting down the place of our name to the ground, they said in their hearts, let us destroy them together. They have burned up all the synagogues of God in the land. As we see not our signs, we have lost our vision. We can't see them anymore. There is no more any prophet. Neither is there among us any that knoweth how long. How long? How long? O God, how long shall adversary reproach? Shall enemy blaspheme thy name forever? Well, we don't have to answer it. No, it's not going to be forever, but it must be a while. Why withdrawest thy hand, even thy right hand, pluck it out of thy bosom? For God is my king of old. That's still who we look to. Even though things kind of look dim every once in a while. And we're confident he will come out of his place and do a work.
in our day that most would not believe, working salvation in the midst of the earth. This is our God. It's whom we've waited for.